What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Curry.com, WithPara.com, UberLiftDrivers.com. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. everybody to another week of rideshare rodeo this week i am going to have uh matt lafferty ceo founder of curry on for our second uh interview the first one was pretty much exactly 90 days ago when um we started our partnership or you know my partnership with curry um and uh this is kind of the, uh, I made a joke in the beginning of the interview and you'll hear it, but it's kind of my 90 days in thing relating to the 60 days in, if you're familiar. Um, but yeah, so we kind of, I kind of go over what I've learned to talking to drivers on the Curry platform all over the country. Um, the round table itself that we did, um, people that I've helped on board, people that were just getting into Curry, um, little issues, things like that. We talk about it all. um, And I tell him, you know, I give him my grading system on the Curry app and uh, payment and everything, Um, my breakdown, my assessment. So um, yeah, real quick, if you you don't know what what, uh, Curry is, Curry is a last mile delivery service. And uh, well, I don't know if I should have to plug this right now because we're going to spend a lot of time here talking about it, but um, the sign-up link is in the show notes. So get signed up with Curry. Make sure that uh, you do it. You know, Add it to your arsenal of apps that you multi-app with, and hopefully you all are multi-apping. And um, what I'd like to say about this is we have a perfect example going on right now. So a few weeks back, DoorDash brought into play pause. I'm sure all the dashers out there are familiar with the pause. And it's just a horrible feature. You know, the you, you all know how I feel. The transparency is a must. It We deserve that. We are owed that. You should see all the details of what you're about to do and how much you're about to make. There should be, especially when these companies have it. They have it. It's all packaged up and ready to show you. But instead, these companies spend extra time and money making sure to cover up that from you, from you seeing that. Now, I have to say it's extreme disappointment because they can't, you know, they you can't claim cherry picking anymore. All the DoorDashers that I know are between 5 and 10%, if even, of acceptance rates. So cherry picking happens every day. And it will continue to. And they're they're trying to, these companies are now trying to make it so you can't. So with DoorDash, they went to this pause method. Wasn't very well accepted. 
Now with Uber, we just saw something that is just one of the most horrendous things I've seen in the transparency discussion around app-based on-demand services. It, it purely disgusts me what Uber did. So Uber, let's call what Uber would show an Uber Eats driver approximately, what, 30% transparency on exact miles, where you're going, what restaurant, where you're going to take it to, where the person lives, um, how much the order is going to pay and what the tip is. You're only getting about 30% of that knowledge that you need to have to be able to accept the job correctly. Now, there's Uber Eats drivers everywhere accepting all the jobs daily, and it's not like some people get 100% transparency. This 30% or maybe 40%, well, I'm going to call it 30 though, this 30% transparency I'm referring to should be 100 but there are people taking these orders left and right because that's what you have to do. Um, now, that's always been a moving goalpost, and it's always been a little bit of an issue uh, the fact that they, you know, they're never improving transparency. They're always taking more away. And it's just a horrendous thing. I wish more, I wish more papers and articles would write about the truth about this. Um, you know, these, these newspapers and, or many of them, I'll say, are, have ties to Uber and have ties to other companies. And, and unless it's like a labor article, you, we really don't get the breakdown on the transparency and how bad it is because, you know, they might donate money to these newspapers. They might do this. That's why you always see, like, you know, pro-Uber stuff all over whenever they want to pump something. I'm sure that is money-fueled if you really look, do a deep dive into that and take a look. Um, but what Uber did here is just, it just makes me sick. So what Uber did is they took kind of a... a a play out of the playbook of DoorDash, what they had recently done. Only they decided to make it even a little worse. So when you get orders now coming through on Uber Eats, and if you're cherry picking, quote, you know, the term cherry picking, if you're cherry picking and and picking out the, the orders that are right for you and distance that's right for you, or you have a way of, of doing your metrics and accepting um, what works in your market, in your area, gas prices, all that into account, you can pick best what works for you. But you need some information. I think you deserve it all, but you at least need that 30%. So now, if you don't take an Uber Eats request or two, or I'm not sure exactly if that's based on how many you've done before they would put you in this timeout, as I'll call it, or not even, time, it's timeout with DoorDash, this uh, prison in some ways, like Uber jail, man. It's, um, you know, if you don't take them, what they do is now you, you're not paused. You're put into a situation where you have to blindly accept five orders. So to get back to the 30% transparency that they've been running the model on for the past, you know, six, eight months, now you don't even get that 30% transparency. Now you have to earn that 30% transparency, which is just sad. I mean, so it was already it was already sad that's all they were doing. But then they took that away. And now if you don't accept an order, you have to take five in a row blindly with no information. I mean, just ridiculous. Because here's the thing. 
people are going to be willing to take those. If, if complete transparency existed, and if you showed the orders, okay, um, to everybody, there are people who will take the order, all, all orders. So my thing is make it transparent. Let the people choose based on all the information. Because don't worry, Uber. It's not like people are going to say, uh, I don't want that one. Some people will. But some people are willing to take anything or some people might live near there. So it might be easy for them. There's so many reasons why you why it'll still work and why you would become such a better company in terms of, of how your drivers view you. And I know you really don't have a lot of care. And I do understand why this move was done, though. I've been asked this a few times and I'm going to tell you guys what happened and what's going on. Um, so... Uber is suffering some severe lack of, of drivers on the rideshare game. And they are oversaturated with drivers in almost every market. Now, pre-pandemic, that was an exact reversal. Um, the, the rideshare game was oversaturated and way too many drivers. And the Uber Eats was, you know, that, that game was still a bit new. So it, was, it wasn't oversaturated, however it was. It, and in the respect that Uber built up exactly the same way they did the rideshare, they built up their delivery driver base, but they didn't have the business to go along with it. So the business weren't, wasn't building as quickly pre-pandemic. So if you were an Uber Eats driver, a lot of them, that I, most that I've talked to, said, you know, really from the get-go, Uber Eats wasn't doing anything. I couldn't make anything on it, you know? So if I was working both, I was just going back to rideshare because there was nothing to be made on Uber Eats. And I heard that forever. So then when the pandemic hit, we saw everybody shift from rideshare to doing food delivery. And um, nobody doing rideshare, but also there was no need for rideshare because the passengers, all of us were told to stay at home, be locked down. So even the passenger, there was no passengers to take. So there was really no reason to be on the app. But um, now they need to repopulate the driver app and they're just not get, they're not onboarding drivers like they used to. And they're not recaptivating the drivers who pivoted out of rideshare to go to delivery. And I know that a lot of people think, um, you know, well, there's no money in the rideshare game anymore. Um, I'm not going to get into the, that this week. However, next week we will. And um, while, while, while I'm on that topic, let me just say, uh, so the next three weeks, here's some, here's some guests we have coming up. So um, this week, I'm about to bring on Matt Lafferty, CEO of Curry, do his follow-up. Um, no, next Tuesday, November 30th, um, I have Sergio uh, Avidian, who is a ride share, a veteran rideshare driver like myself? Just like myself, he's done thirty thousand plus rides on the on Lyft and Uber, and um, he's also the lead contributor to the rideshare guys' um, blog, writing articles. So, um, very interesting story. And uh, Sergio and uh, Harry's way that they came into meeting and stuff is a very interesting story. And I think that actually a lot of you will really like that story. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Um, and it's pretty interesting how they came together, even though they did not see anything eye to eye. So catch that episode next week for sure. 
Um, we, Sergio and I have a very good discussion and, and I think you guys are going to love it. December 7th, we have, uh, we will, first of all, on December 7th, I will be announcing the new format for doing some live casting and as well for uh, keeping Tuesday in place with the Tuesday drop. So I'll be able to reveal to you guys how everything's going to work at that time. That will be the date. I already know it. I just want to have the everything in place for about, you know, at least like four to six weeks booked out on everything before I, before I for sure commit to that in stone and, and tell you guys something. So I will wait. And on the seventh, that will be revealed. On the seventh, we also have Matt spoke with moves financial. Um, so we'll be talking with him about a lot of things actually. And on December 14th, we have, uh, Karen Anderson. Now, Karen is an expert in all things AB five. Um, so she runs the the biggest Facebook group for pro independent contractors, and she is a force to be reckoned with when it comes to knowledge. Um, she actually is at the tip of her fingertips. You could ask her a question on AB5, and she can produce it. So it's pretty amazing what she knows. Um, and since I've done all the pieces, you know, on the on the uh, Oh, did I say pro? I meant anti-AB5. Sorry about that. But I have, you know, I've done all my pieces this year. I've done all the the Yes AB5. I've had Willie Solace, Gig Worker Collective, uh, Vina Dubal, all the big names that are for AB5 I've had on the podcast this year. And I've also had um, Lisa Rothstein, uh, Gail Gordon. Um, I'm going to be having uh, Karen Anderson and... Uh, Looking into one other person, too, potentially in the new year. Um, as you guys will learn, actually, in this interview that I'm about to do, because Matt offered something very generous of him. And, uh, yeah, we'll hope that that happens, too. But um, Karen is uh, going to help me close out the year with an AB5 discussion. So it's going to be very interesting. And uh, you guys will all want to be a part of that. So make sure to tune in. And then we've also got some bonus episodes coming up um, on the podcast, uh, one of which is uh, Delivering with Ellen. That actually premiered on YouTube last night. So because it'll be a bonus podcast, um, it's already up on YouTube if you want to watch it on the Rideshare Rodeo uh, YouTube channel. And make sure when you go to that channel to subscribe to it. Um, we're trying to build up, or I'm trying to build up that base a little bit, uh, you know, our our it's it's so crazy that our following for the podcast is so huge and I'm just getting around to building the the YouTube out and uh yeah I mean just hit us up with the subscribe we've got some great content up there already and uh yeah if you're looking if you don't want to wait for the um bonus episode of uh drive delivering with Ellen um then then join us over there and and check it out because it's a good piece. It's a good piece. And there's a lot of good pieces up there, but subscribe to the channel while you're there. But that's uh, as far as I'll read out. I do have some other guests listed here, but on December 7th, I'm going to go over a lot and we'll put a lot of uh, information out there for everybody. So we will be dialed going into the new year. So, um, okay, well, let's jump into the piece and I'll come back on the other side. So today we have uh, Matt Lafferty, CEO, co-CEO, or CEO, co-founder of Curry for a part two interview. 
Um, this is now 90 days later since the first one. And uh, Matt, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Matt is uh, just waking up. I mean, we all are, but or I am too, but uh, <laughs> Matt's an hour behind me. So he's just waking up and I know he's been extremely busy lately. Hopefully we'll get into some of why. Um, I'm only on a half a cup of coffee. So give me, uh, give me another one and a half. I'll be there. Okay. Fully. <laughs> um, all right. So I was asking Matt before the show and he hadn't heard of this, of this show. I'm pretty sure a lot of people will have, because it isn't like the top Netflix picks. I don't know why I completely had a junk out session on it and watched an entire season. I haven't done that since like the beginning of COVID when I, when we were really locked down and it was kind of funny, but um, somehow I got sick, stuck into 60 days in uh, season three and I'd never even seen any of them. And uh, so I'm, I'm calling this 90 days in because it's been all, it's been literally 90 days since I had Matt, uh, Matt last on the show. And, uh, you know, I've, 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 I have been dissecting the Curry platform over the last 90 days from hot shot to routes, uh, talking with drivers, both new and veteran, um, getting to know the Curry team earnings. Uh, the driver roundtable was a big help. And I can honestly still endorse Curry as one of the only fully transparent companies in the gig app realm in relation to pay and upfront trip details. So in my book, that's an A plus, Matt. You did a good job. Hey, I appreciate it. For those not viewing, I smiled. Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Well, I mean, thank you. We appreciate that. You know, you, you have no idea. I mean, or maybe you do. You know, but you have no idea how many of these companies, I mean, you know, it's going on, but I don't think you've like had to be in that space to have to deal with this crap that most of them put out there for us. Yeah, no, I, it's super important. I, I think, I think a lot of companies over index on, um, you know, the customer versus the driver, but like, honestly, drivers are what make your business right so uh yeah, it's super important to be to be transparent and to communicate because they represent what you do i mean so um you know that's everyone's doing each other solid so well and, and there's and there's no reason not to be that's how i see it there's no reason that, why would you not be you're just gonna piss people off if you're not yeah i mean, what, I mean there's there's no other way around it people are either gonna be like cool that did what i thought or they're just gonna be mad if you're not being transparent and they all do different transparency tricks, but the, the worst trick that I don't like, and they can say that the algorithm doesn't do this, but I know for a fact now it does. I've talked with enough people on all the apps when they onboard you the first couple days or week you work, you're killing it. You're on fire. You're getting the best orders. You can it, like Instacart, for instance, who I think right now is one of the worst at taking from their, from their workers. But when they onboard you, you get these great, what's called batches. You get these great batches. So they may, it's, you know, it really, it, I, I don't think the algorithm works the same as it does for people a month in as for the, fir the first mm. couple of weeks. And I, 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 will, I will fight that with any of those big companies. So like you, you think they're like front lo they're like front loading the yes. driver experience for- Or like even worse, they're taking the best orders and they're like making them single- uh batch deliveries instead of like stacked you know because sometimes when they're stacked you're like it's like taking a uber pool ride you know for a rideshare driver it's just not worth it 
Mm. So like a stacked shop where you have to go to, you know, to do two different shops might seem like you're going to make more, but really in the end, what they do is, and those end up being two cheaper shops and where you're barely getting anything. And the transparency is, I mean, it might as well be nothing. I don't know if you saw what Uber Eats did this weekend or last week, but it's one of the most horrendous things I've ever seen in the world. What did they do? So now, because DoorDash was doing a thing where if you weren't grabbing every order, they were doing a thing called pause. So most of the people that we knew have, I mean, honestly, and I don't think most of my listeners will disagree with this, have around a 5 to 10% acceptance rate on DoorDash. That's average. Okay. Um, so it's pretty low. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, so, you know, you can call it cherry picking or what you want, but DoorDash a couple of weeks back moved to a model where now if you're doing that, they put you in what's called pause or think of it as timeout. Hey, you know, you take a 30 minute timeout. Well, and then think if you want to be taking all these orders or not. So unless you're taking them all, which they've never done because they can't because we're not employees. Can't shove mm-hmm. them down our throats. So they're trying these new like techniques. Well, Uber decided to step up that game and even be worse if that's possible. And they said, um, so Uber shows you very little upfront. They show you, um, you know, the amount and the tip, but they don't show you distance, miles, the restaurant, because, you know, on a Friday night, a certain restaurant might take you an hour to get at and and they don't show you a lot of the details you need, but they just show you and, and they show you partial pay, but full tip or it's moved around a little bit here and there. But mm-hmm. I call it about 30 percent transparency. Well, now, if you don't accept all the orders, you instantly get placed in a in a in another type of timeout where you have to take five in a row blindly with no information before you get back to that pathetic 30 percent transparency model. <laughs> Like if you, if you skip an order or two, I don't know what they're using to determine it. I've been seeing it all weekend from people. I don't know if it's just the first one, like if you yeah. miss one and they do it, but. It's like joining know. a cult, right? You got to like yeah. follow these steps and then. And right. Then but I now, now all these, you know, leader. now these people are in areas where they're like, dude, there's a lot of things that I avoid for my safety, mm-hmm. you know, and that's it's So I don't consider it cherry picking. It's, it's do you, you know, do what you're comfortable with. But if they're not going to show you anything, what are you comfortable with? I mean, they're, yeah. they've now moved to you didn't pick up an order. So you have to do five without ask, without us giving you any details at all. Yeah, that's not cool. I think that uh, is I think that is the 180 of abusing the, the independent contractor model. It, it definitely. Uh, I don't know. I that that wouldn't intrigue me if I was driving. I'm like, wait, I don't know what I'm going to get for the next five. Like, you know, I don't know what area of town I'm going in. You know, I like give other concern. Right. And that's, you know, I mean, this is how people pick their orders. And here's the thing. All of those apps are are overloaded with with drivers. I mean, they you know, they have like 10 drivers for every order that comes in. So why not just be transparent and show where it's going? Because you're still going to have people who pick them up. You know, I you're going to have people who say, I'm fine to live. I live there. I'm fine delivering there. Maybe it's not a nice part of town, but they live there. Yeah. I wonder what they're even, their motives are in doing that. I, I don't know if they're like, are they well, testing psychology? So I was, so I was dissecting. I don't know if you know who uh, Sergio with the rideshare guy is. He's like their mm-hmm. oldest writer. And, you know, he's kind of been 
him and Harry got to get, I had an interview with him. It's really interesting that him and Harry got together because he used to, in, in the beginning when Harry was starting Rideshare Guy, everything Harry would put out, Sergio would put out a, a like a, a, another article on it saying why Harry was wrong. <laughs> and like everything he says is, nope, that's not how it works. Nope. I do this all the time. And yep. so Sergio's got about 30,000 trips and onboarded in uh, 2015. I onboarded in 2014 and have 30,000. So we did an interview and between us, we have 60,000 rides. That's incredible. So we were breaking this down. And as we were talking about what Uber Eats had done, we started thinking that because of the driver shortage, this is their push because they have a lot of bonuses and game junk that Uber pulls right now for rideshare drivers. And Sergio was saying right now how in LA he's sick of people saying he can't make any money during rideshare. He's doing a, he's only doing weekends right now, but he sh- is showing his earnings. There's a little like competition thing going on. Yeah. And like this last week, he worked 10.5 hours on just Uber, just doing rideshare, and uh, made five hundred and ninety-eight dollars, so almost sixty dollars an hour. That's now, legit. The Uber Eats drivers in this pool averaged around seventeen to twenty dollars an hour. Ooh, yeah. So, I've said this for a long time. You know that as the as people started returning to normal a little bit more, how how could these delivery platforms not start being you know offset a little bit by not everybody ordering every meal every day? You know what I mean? With one point three million DoorDashers in this country. Mm-hmm during the heat of the during the peak of the pandemic that were needed now what and also also what happens when like the you know people i don't know when people don't want to be ordering their food and they feel i don't know i just, I just imagine there's gonna be some growth curves going on there i've but. even seen it to the point of where people are even if they're not going back out yet because a lot of kitchens even and restaurants aren't back up and running fully they're kind of still more ghost kitchen you know mm-hmm. what i mean um but I've seen people like going like, I feel comfortable enough to go pick it up myself. I'm not going to spend all these fees anymore. Yeah, I, I once got a, um, I mean, I, I got a, oh, 50, $50. Because I've never, like, like there's like Uber Eats. I haven't used Uber Eats before. You know, I've, I've used others. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to get me to use their, uh, their, their platform, their app. And, you know, I was like, sweet, I'll just order a meal for the family. And when I got out, there, there's all these extra fees. I didn't even know what they what they were, and it's still. I'm like, it's still cheaper for me to go just go go pick it up by like forty percent. Like even though they gave me this fifty dollar. Why was I, it just I, like service fee, processing fee, all kinds of stuff? Like like they fees. didn't, I don't remember they didn't the line item it though. They 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 did, but it was just a while ago. I don't remember all the fees, but I was, yeah. you know, wow. I can't I can't believe all all the fees on here. Um, these companies like to make multiple line items out of what I think is probably just one, <laughs> you know, it's like, right. it should just be service fee, but they just don't want to make it look that big. Mm-hmm. If they put a one line item on there and you're, and you're like, wait, 50% of my order. Yeah. It's like, this... <laughs> it's like, nor- nor- <laughs> yeah, it's normalizing it. Right. But I, I get mean, it. Right. I mean, that's why I like, I guess, they have the, I guess they have the point of how much the cost of gas and things going for them a little bit now, too. Again, though, who knows, you know, but I, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, me from our first conversation and stuff. I'm just not a fan of not being transparent. Um, I think that that's not even being transparent in reality to the customer, even though you're showing them, obviously, what's being charged to their card. 
I don't think they show them properly. My son and I use the services once in a while. Yeah, not often. But when we do, you know, I look at it and I'm like, wow, because I'm same as you. I'm, I just look at it and the way they break it down makes it makes it look not as bad as it, it really is if you put it on one line item. And yeah. they also definitely just have presented themselves as and I know this not to be true, but as a. Um, because of when they started Uber and all the, the ride shares and everybody was being paid so well by before they were, um, you know, you, before they went the 10 years that they weren't IPO, you know, they were subsidizing every ride. So it was like, if, if somebody was, if, you know, they were coming to a city like here and somebody was paying $20 for a ride and I'm driving and they're paying me 40. And I know that sounds like so ridiculous, but there were times like this. Because they needed, they knew they needed to populate drivers way quicker than passengers. Because if there were times passengers couldn't get a ride, this thing would have died. Right. So they were doing whatever it took. So I think that people have a just a mindset that drivers make a lot more than they do still to this day. Because I'll tell you that back in the day, I used to have people in the car saying, You do well. And I'd be like, Yeah, I do really well. I bartend and make about 40, 50 bucks an hour. I'd make about the same doing this. And I think that got into a lot of people's heads and is just kind of stuck. Like it, oddly enough, as it is you and I who know differently, I think that a lot of passengers and people who use these services think their drivers and people are taken care of. I mean, to you and I, it sounds crazy, but I don't think that people follow that deep of tech news to see mm-hmm. how badly they are paid. Yeah. And, and also just like, I, I think I think customers actually want to see like more transparently, hey, your your driver is making this and then you know if they were like calibrated like like to the hour. I mean that that'd be sort of cool. Well maybe maybe drivers would want more privacy. I'm not sure, but like, you know, just, just to make sure that like the the driver or the service that you're using, like, hey, the, the driver really is taken care of in and yeah. doing well. So yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll never show. I mean, if they showed what they paid the driver, or what the driver took on an order. Yeah. Well, there might be privacy concerns too, or like the driver. I, I would it, but... sign away my privacy on that one. Since I know Uber already sells my data on a daily basis <laughs> and like mass yeah. packets to like all around the world to, to companies, I would be horrified to know which ones they are. Yeah. I who, who, who knows? I, I'm on so many mailing lists. It's ridiculous. Like, you know, yeah. I go through a ritual every morning, like unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's get let's get back to some of the curry. So, um, so a couple, a few. First of all, did you? Did you I, I think you did. Did you get a chance to watch the roundtable? I did. I did. What did you think? It was awesome. It was. It, was it, so it really, cool. it really like, was, huh? Yeah. I I felt like uh, you know, it's like being a fly on the wall, you know, and you know, I like sometimes, you know, it, it hits me every once in a while. I'm like, man, there's there is so much movement, you know, around the nation, like happening because of Curry and this, you know, this company, and it's it's a cool feeling. And then you get to be a fly on the wall of like, you know, deliveries that have happened in the past, and and then see the faces behind. Uh, behind that and using the pop it's it's cool it's a, it was yeah. anyway it was great i, I really enjoyed thanks it. man I, I i thought it was too man i thought you know i've been having fun digging in this whole time then we had it and all these people were super great and interesting and um alice and whoever else i'm not sure who else helped me put that together but those the people were perfect you know a couple people we had to juggle and get some other people in there but i think we represented the country pretty well too 
Good. We had Connecticut. We had, you know, Washington state. We, you know, I don't know we had Oregon, we had Colorado and it was, I don't know. I just think that, uh, it was, it was in Jersey. We had, we had that, we had it represented pretty well in different types of drivers too. So I think that one thing people took away who they definitely had been emailing me after the round table was they're like, wait a minute, do you get paid more for having bigger trucks? And I'm like, do the math, dude. Of course you do. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the bigger you, the truck you got, if, if you just took the car that you, you know, that, that you do all your, um, other gig work in whatever it might be and you put that as your curry car yes you can still get some orders but if you put in the pickup truck that you have in the driveway (laughs) you're gonna get better and more orders yeah you're well you're able to able to move more you're right right i mean it opens up that that spectrum availability i mean a lot of trucks can handle a lot more weight too so Mm -hmm. it's there's a lot of factors that go in here but um even the people who are just hot shots you know do well the only one thing that i did have was that and it seemed to come out in the round table too was the onboarding um Mm. and just meaning like too many you know what i mean for hotshot people anyway yeah um yeah that's always something we're trying to like calibrate and dial in and not not do uh incorrectly like perceived demand in that area so and i understand i think it's great you have to have you have to have enough people to do it yeah, that's a, that's a fact. I mean, like, so if you pick, so to the listeners, if they pick up an account in a new city, although I don't even know if there is new cities for Curry, you guys are almost everywhere or everywhere I've asked drivers. And then they're like, I'm not getting any and I have it on. And I'm, and I'm like, just give it time, man. I don't, you know, I don't know the exact logistics of why, but soon they will start coming in. They're like, dude, I'm telling you not one. And then like a lot of times, like the next day after I, t- after I talked to him, it was almost like, you know, it like, freedom of the curse or something they would call me back and go dude i just got like two did you, and like i had a one guy in akron say did you like call people there and make this happen i'm like, no, like, like you, you just know? have to talk about it it's like, it's like build it and they will come type of vibe you know um but what uh, i but do that's... say to the listeners about the onboarding is that you know like the people matt has in charge of that and you know look at all the other how bad all the other companies do at this and you really got to think, you know, well, they're not, you can't say they're doing like a bad job because you know, like here in Denver, I can say there's a lot of drivers here. There's a lot of competition to grab hotshot routes, but they're all worth it. So it's like, I still, I'm going for them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, of course I am because that's the better job. That's the best gig I can be doing for pay wise. Yeah. So of course I'm going to fight for them, you know? Um, so, but I think that you guys do onboard, you know, in some cities, I know that people turn it on and like, um, even David, the guy I work with over at, uh, para, he was trying it out before we had a discussion with, with some of your people. And, uh, in the first day he had like, he took one and he had like three other orders. I'm like, dude, I gotta fight for those, man. He's like, in, he's in the San Francisco area and he's like, man, they just keep coming up. Yeah. Well, we've been like, historically a- have been in San Francisco, like longer than, you know, a lot of the other okay. rollouts. So yeah, and it was it was an, a indicative. specific company to go something or that you guys work with up there. Yeah, I'm not pretty big. I don't know. Anyway, it was like a big paint connection, and it wasn't it wasn't uh, Sherman Williams. It's called Go. Uh, uh, no, it's not called Go. It's called Okay. It it had something going. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
but the uh, but the one thing that I think that um, I learned from meeting a lot of the team and talking to even some of the higher ups at Curry, which has been really enlightening to me, is everybody's not happy with the method of selecting drivers, not just the drivers, but even like the team. I, I know that everybody wants this to be differently, but I, I mean, logistically, I know how hard it is to do anything but the round robin method. But it, it is weird, you know, when you select, I want this ride. And like, I know, I, now I know, like when I do it, like, oh, I didn't get that one. It'll take me to the app and it's got the yellow and I'll put Mark interested. And yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. But then there's the times I do get them and I'm like, sweet. And then it puts me into that 30 second pool. Right where you know, wait, where it's for the except. Yeah. And it's, and that is a little frustrating, I know, to drivers. Okay. Because I'm taking notes right now. Well, and I, so who, I, who did we talk to? Was it Ryan? Is it Ryan with Curry? What's his role again? Um, Ryan, I, I, I'd have, honestly have to look up uh, who he spoke Maybe with. It wasn't Ryan. We did, a, uh, we did a meeting with the para team and, uh, and you guys. And it was Alice. Um, three of us from para and i can tell you right now was it was it brian no um oh yeah i don't know it's uh because i don't i don't think we have a ryan here if you can tell who i'm literally i'm literally in my uh the bottom corner by my finger here a glare oh josh josh okay yeah <laughs> sorry we had to do it that way <laughs> well, I, hope that's, that, I hope that's entertaining for your listeners i mean just like i'm like squinting at the screen so it gets a perfect tilt oh, look at the wheels turning on that one all right um but yeah but even he was telling us like that's what we were actually talking to him about doing was that you know uh -huh. we have the 300 person user base for para and there might be a, a way to connect some things here so that i know that like our 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 tech guys are talking to him because like so what is his role again he's uh director of business integrations so right. um but, very, but he very was very techy too in our yeah, conversation. Exactly. I mean, he was like, he jumped in with our tech team. We kind of mm -hmm. like, just pulled back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you know what, do you know what's really cool about like having those conversations and like learning, like, cause we're, we're all ears, right? Like if, if there's an experience that's going to be better then you know, let's figure it out. Let's, I mean, we're, we want to hear that feedback. We want to know like what's, what's going to be uh, received better and, and, uh, what's we want to understand the reasoning behind it. Um, I also think it's it's really good to know that like uh, like assumed assumed intentions, right? Like like we don't we don't have an intention to like to frustrate or create friction with the driver. Like we were coming from um, like an an empathetic and actually like uh, fellow entrepreneurial type of mindset, right? Uh, mm -hmm. A gig driver like entrepreneurial like fate is in your hands, like you know handling business. And, and we, we come from that perspective as well. And so like when, when we're, we're both chatting with, with both sides of the, the aisle there, like we, we're all ears. We want to, we want to learn, we want to make it better. We want to um, figure out what's, what's going to be the best experience for, for everybody. And so um, I think that comes with transparency and conversations and also just uh, like uh, assumed intentions, like knowing that like 
we just want what's best. So, um, yeah, because it's going to lead to driver happiness. It's in happy drivers are happy, you know, happy customers on the other side as well. Like it's all, it's all good. We, we want those things. I mean, we're, we're even like, you know, conversations like this and being able to like, um, really get more, uh, more information, not less and opening up those like lines of communication. I mean, we're even, we, we just hired a, um, uh, essentially a driver's advocate. So, um, you know, uh, this, this person I think just started or will be starting. So we'll be yeah, very yeah. integral in making sure that like, uh, the communication lines are open and, and learning. So, yeah. and also you guys can always, you know, I was talking to Alice about that too. You guys can also always have that new driver advocate come to me because I've done it for a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I told Alice, you know, I'm a resource to that person. Awesome. If they need anything because it can get, it can get messy and it can get ugly with some of these people, you know what I mean? Just where you, you go home with an email in your head or something where right. somebody's just not shutting up. And I mean, right. sorry, what? sorry, listeners. No, it's fine. They, they had a, see, those, those are such a, dude, you have no, no that was like, my comment though. No, it's all good. I, I think sometimes like the, uh, someone had a negative experience, right? They want, they want to tell people how, how bad something was. And so, even in those situations, dude, we just, it's all about just listening. Like, okay, like, okay, what, what and happened? Sa- sadly, we live in a world where those are the videos people want to watch too. Oh, why is this guy pissed? I want to watch this so bad. <laughs> like- yeah, well, also, but then, then you wonder about the person watching. Like, like, do they just like to see people upset? Like, that's like, maybe maybe you need some like someone needs to be psychoanalyzed there. But um, you know, it's a little sadistic, right? It's like, yeah. But. Or they um, just want to see somebody lose it. Yeah, well, so that can be. You know, I mean, maybe there's no intent. Like, I'm mad at Curry too. They're just like, I want to see this guy lose it. Right, right. It's, ther- <laughs> it's therapeutic, right? It's just, it's, it's just your therapy session. Like, okay, if this person loses it, I'm gonna be all right. Yeah. So. so, I mean, other than other than really that though, I mean, the everything else is just. I tell everybody, get on there and just take all you know, take all the rides you can because. You know, like I, I'm even talking to Savak right now about potentially taking a route because, you know, it, it's good money and I can still do all of my other stuff. You know, that would be and, awesome. You know, yeah. that be another... well, he said that there's two routes opening up here and he's like, and you got one if you want it. So I'm just waiting to hear from him. Legit. OK, yeah, because cool. then, I'll, then, I'll, then I'll be a great feedback for you guys all the time, you know. I can't wait till that happens. I, yeah. like I, I need to ping, ping Savak right now to make sure that <laughs> that happens. But dude, that'd be awesome. Cause then we get feedback on another, another portion, like the, another service that we provide and get your insights on that. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Fully. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I did a couple too. So, I mean, um, I'm already familiar, but, uh, okay. And I right actually, on. you know, I loved it actually. It was nice to get out of my car and to get into a truck and, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, you, yeah, instead instead of the hotshot runs, you got to lift some stuff and whatnot. But I have backbone. I've worked my whole life. I, I like work. Right on. You know, I don't mind some work. That's cool. Um, you know, and it, and it was definitely fun. I got to tell you, I was using apps that I would have never. I mean, I, I was shocked how much I was using Apple Maps. I got to tell you, <laughs> Apple, everybody listening, and maybe it's different in your market, but I don't, but I don't know because I've talked to other people too. Apple Maps works best with Curry. I don't know why. But somehow they can find those places that aren't really built yet a lot better than 
Waze or Google Maps or anything. Yeah. So like if yeah. I'm going to a construction site, a lot of times Waze or Google Maps would have me going somewhere and I'm like, that's not being built out or that doesn't seem like what's on the manifest on the truck. And, and so then I'd open Apple Maps and it would show me not even a, an area close to it. It would show me like 10 miles different. And that's mm-hmm. where it was. Oh, it's, it's gotten so much better. I, I, they had a very negative rollout and that really like, I think ruined it for a lot of people. Whereas like now, like it's come to a point where it's, it's pretty amazing actually. But see, that's really weird because I'm an Apple user and you are too. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we use, we use Apple devices and I try and use the Apple things that I can. And I, and I've never used maps. <laughs> I mean, I really haven't. I've used, I used Google maps and then I used ways. That's been yeah. my thing. Is it just like familiarity? I guess, or maybe it's what you said. Maybe Apple bombed so bad coming out of the gate. It's one of the things that they just kind of pushed to the side. And then became... we're pushing all these other Google products and mm-hmm. or Apple products and, you know, and, and instead not talking about maps so much, like maybe there were a bunch of issues that they've now fixed. Yeah. But I mean, you'd expect, you'd expect out of the box Apple to get it right. Right. Yeah. They, they, so there's a lot more disappointment when that thing came out so yeah but i mean now that's i mean i will tell curry drivers and i actually i learned it from a curry driver i wouldn't have even known to do this except for another curry driver was okay. that he was like dude use apple maps don't use google maps i'm like i don't use google maps anymore i use ways he goes well that's not going to help you either <laughs> Uh, i just okay i'm making a mental note so i talk to our driver advocate make sure like that's in our help center to or or make a connection with apple you know yeah great. hey guys we found out that yours is the only app that's working with ours it's almost like here 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 are the tools that will make like help make you more successful and well yeah i mean you could be running around looking for something a lot longer without it i was lucky to have that information as soon as it happened i'm like this place isn't here (laughs) (laughs) and i actually the guy i did a ride along with on a route the first time and then the second time was just me i actually texted him he's super cool lives here Uh in denver and he was like i'm like dude why is this not he's like i didn't tell you that 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 when i was uh when i had you on my route last week with me that I only use Apple Maps. I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, is it going to make a difference? He's like, I guarantee you're not even close to the location. <laughs> was it? Was it one of those? Was it one of those destinations that was sort of like a, like new new construction? Yeah, it was area, an entire. Like, the whole area was a new construction. Yeah, a lot of those. In a lot of those, I'm not sure what you were delivering for that one, but um, typically a lot of those routes end up being something from that's like waterworks. I think it was like work. I was going to say. I think it was like six toilets. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's a new, new, uh, I don't know, new apartment complex or housing. No, it was a, yeah, it's a whole housing development. Yeah. It's huge. Cool. But I mean, Usually- where, but the problem was, is where the other mapping had me going, not only was it not taking me there, it, it had me because a lot of street names in Denver, like many cities repeat street Avenue mm. place, you might have the same three names. And because it couldn't, like, because Google Maps or or Waze couldn't find that, and it never ever does this, but it was it was replacing it with the closest thing to me that was street. Usually, it would offer it up and say, "Here's your options. We don't see what you're looking for." Yeah, but it wasn't. It was like it was saying, and it was going, you know, doing the and then it was going to it, and it's like, "Here's your place." I'm like, "Okay," and then I would get there, and like, I mean, luckily I got turned on to it quick. So I, the first time I was like on you know, Stranton street instead of Stranton Avenue and Stranton streets in, um, 
Ar- Arvada and the other one was in Golden. So, I mean, I was like mm. nine miles from where I needed to be. That's that's pretty far <laughs> off. I'm sorry that happened. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm like looking around like, where am I? I this doesn't look up like, like a place I needed to stop and drop six toilets. I don't see were, this. Were the, were the toilets like those really like amazing ones where there's a ton of buttons on the side? Like, do you, Oh, I don't you, know. They were boxed. They were boxed? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you can just tell like, oh man, that is a fancy toilet. Yeah. I, I, I actually I would I, imagine they are because the, the place, this, this area out past Golden that's being developed is like foothills okay right on the foothills of the rockies and i mean it's pretty amazing scenery and it's very expensive out that way so i'm imagining these are going to be 750 to million dollar homes yeah i thought i thought i'd say million dollar toilets and all man that's <laughs> incredible <laughs> right uh, i've actually delivered a couple of toilets myself um uh, one one to charlie sheen's house that was quite for an adventure real? Yeah, for real. And we were first first starting up. Uh, I think it was going like he was he wasn't home at first. So uh, someone someone came to the house. You know, when I was there, I was actually delivering in my my co-founder's vehicle. Uh, you know, he has a Sprinter van, and so then I drove around the corner, and uh, it, it ended up being Charlie Sheen's mom, and she you know she lives around the corner uh, from him, and then he and en- he ends up coming up later to the house. You know, just pretending, just all right. I'm going to play it cool. I don't, you know. Was this during? No, his, you don't want to uh... take. So, I don't want to take. So, no, no. It was after. It was after. Okay. This is like. This is like. <laughs> gosh, this was probably 2000, probably 2019. Okay. Uh, early, and um, yeah. So now we have Charlie Sheen Day here at Curry. We celebrate it annually. It's on. <laughs> it's on the calendar. Um. So. so um. When, one of the one of the times I was talking with Savak, he was telling me about um, we were just chatting and, and got a little far into a conversation about uh, the a new model integration, more lo- trucking and logistics, longer interstate hauling, which oddly you and I talked about the first time you were on. And you're like, we're not there. And I remember you putting the caveat yet. And yeah. now yeah. from what I talked with with Savak about, it sounds like maybe you are there or or very closely creeping up on this yeah there's 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 some focus on it uh right now um still not to say like hey this is no but is there i mean is there any portion i mean is it is it interstate trucking is it is there any portion of that that can be talked about or Um, it's (laughs) i would say i would say it's less it's less focused on you know lanes you know where where there's where there's these like predetermined lanes um and just running all the time where we've we found it a very interesting sweet spot with like even those types of trucks that are um sort of a sort of smaller radius there's there's a huge demand for um like smaller versions of like a lot of interstate travel where it's super long distance so uh we know the demands there um mm-hmm. especially for our customers well the truck uh, the trucking demand period yeah. is there i mean there <laughs> yeah yeah no joke I mean, that's I mean I've told my listeners even if you want to, I mean, we had it, we did an episode on trucking because I do that. I do a live radio show on the mm-hmm. trucking, on the trucking radio station out of Houston every week. That's <laughs> those, awesome. guys, those guys have me on because a lot of truckers part-time rideshare. So I do a, a show called Rideshare Nation. Um, but the rest of the week, it's, it's, it's truckers, radio, news, weather, interstates that are closed, r- music, shows and then just friday nights it's me okay uh where can i find this i'm i'm okay. i'm gonna put this in can it's you a, text it's, a, it's a call something? it's a call-in show too 
Okay, rad. Uh, that's, that's right up my alley that's right up my alley so i better get some links after this yeah well it's real easy it's tncradio.live awesome in houston they actually have a, like a setting too but you know perfect but it's from it's from four to six pacific every friday five to seven mountain cool <laughs> all right but yeah like it? it's it's oh it's uh, blurry it, yeah. oh the stupid blur function from, from my face Oh gosh, this is just a train wreck. Hold on, I'll send you a screenshot. Yeah. I think yeah. I found it. Yeah, but they, uh, yeah. So, and, and I'll send it to you anyway. But they, uh, so when you get to the landing page, if you just scroll down a little, it has play whatever's going live. But it's interesting to me too because when I do that show, um, I have never done a radio show before. So like, I actually have to like, okay, when we come back, we're gonna, <laughs> and it's just weird to me. I have to take all these breaks. Yeah. And, and then I don't hear the surreal. music going on. We have the behind the scenes banter going and it's kind of, I don't know, it's fun. We get truckers that call in and, you yeah, know, so and cool. it's, it's awesome, dude. And so, yeah, I've been, and I've been plugging away Curry on there. So, I mean, and we've had a lot of interest too. We've had call-ins about Curry this and they're fantastic. like, wait a minute, I got trucks I can use at home. What do you, and like, we have, we had one guy call in who's like, what do you need? I got pigtails. I got pickup trucks. I got long. <laughs> He's like, man, I need more work. Where is this? And we, we got into like a 15 minute conversation. I'm, a, I, I'm a, you know, interest, uh, please, please sign up. That's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah, that's no, awesome. I know. And that's why I think this, it's so awesome because I do, you know, I get to do this show and it's, and it's super fun. I mean, it is. And the, you know, we go way off topic. It's kind of my end of week. So a lot of times I'm like, you know, I had a, I had a friend of mine on who just started a podcast on cornhole yeah, because it's on ESPN three now and it's really big. And yeah. so I told him, call in, man. He's like, but it's nothing related to, <laughs> I'm like, just call in, you know, it's like when we were starting and he did, and then we yeah. had a trucker call in and he was there with me and he was fielding stuff and he doesn't even do any of this. Yeah. You know, he's like, I don't know. I would think this. And I'm like, <laughs> you're here for cornhole zip it <laughs> yeah that's cool I, I think i think the more random you can get sometimes like the more entertaining yeah it's it's here? awesome yeah um but so okay um so that aside what what's what is cooking for the new year for curry or what's what's what are the big projects in front of you right now that you're that you're loving or looking into or really taking up your time yeah i i, I think uh, a huge portion of at least my time personally is going to be going into uh just i'm scaling the company further um really focused in on a lot of a lot more integrations uh, opportunities um and by also by scaling the company i mean literally like like hiring folks uh, on on our on our core team um we'll just be growing quite a bit here over the next the, the next year or so that's awesome. Um, we're very excited. And, and, and with all that comes, uh, you know, all, all these different priorities that are on our roadmap, we'll be able to prioritize them uh, sooner, quicker, and, and, you know, look at like, you know, more holistic and, you know, being able to throw more, more people power at it is going to really help the product and the service. And, uh, I don't know yeah, that your support, like, I don't know that support is something that you're lacking right now, though, at all. In fact, your support team's pretty quick. Oh no, they've been great. But when we're I mean, really we're looking, great. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm like, 
I guess I guess I, I mean, don't like, want like, that's something I don't want to hear from anybody. <laughs> I don't I, I seriously don't. I find if I hear from anybody that Curry's support sucked, I would I would tell them I, I know that you just had a bad experience because I, I know that they're you want to have bad experience with with customer service. Use Uber or any of those. Yeah. And deal with Indonesia. Tell me how that goes. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think like but support support in relation like once we get like more, you know, increased increased demand that we're fulfilling. Uh, we're going to need to be able to scale, scale up the team, not, and not, not in Tana, but like in a sublinear fashion where, you know, our tech and human capacity is, is running um, in, in, in a healthy fashion. So as we scale, cause that's important as you grow. So I'm just really excited and like, this is going to be uh, a very uh, stellar year uh, for Curry the next 12 months. So awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I don't see how it couldn't be. And, and and I mean, I know you and I talked about this the first time that, you know, the pan, I asked you how the pandemic affected you. And it, right as the words came out of my mouth, I realized man, it probably affected you great, to be honest, because, you know, that all those services were so needed that you weren't one of the companies who really got beat up in that. You probably, it helped. And you were yeah, like, we did pretty us. good through the pandemic, but I feel like now you're still in a position where it's going to, you what you do is going to matter a lot because, mm. you know, we talk about the supply chain and I know there's a lot of union issues in California. I don't know. You know, I know you've been busy, super busy, but I don't know if uh, even Alice has told you or whatnot, but I've been really taking on the AB five thing to the point I've had everybody on top tier people. And right. uh, you know me, I'm an independent contractor. I have to be one. I have, I juggle too many things. So I'm like, you know, I will. And now what I know, I'm just, I'm disgusted. I mean, I had, I had last year, I had some people on, I had a person on Gail Gordon for a follow-up this year who owns a nonprofit opera house and in LA and she's having to close down because of AB5. Her story is just, it just breaks my heart. So I've just, I've been fighting it a lot, but then I find out all these docs are in California, like the, um, they're all, you know, union run. And they're stopping independent truckers under the Dynamex ruling that they can't go down there and just work. And the the independent contractor drivers are the are the are the best truckers out there because they're the ones who know the game, bought their own truck, know what they're doing. I don't want to diss on unions, even though I'm not a fan of them. Uh But I mean, I do know from personal experience from growing up in Michigan, having a lot of family members who work unions. I'm not going to call them lazy, but there can be a tendency to not get the workload done in a day. Yeah, there could there could be also some like there can be bureaucratic. Right, uh, there could be a issues. phone call that says, "Hey, don't do anything for the next three hours." My um, yeah, you know, and, and it's like we're we're working out some stuff. It's like all right, and they're just all kicking back there. And I'm not again, it's not a laziness thing. It's that once you're in a union, it's they tell you what you do. I mean, that's the thing that I don't think a lot of people really realize is like, you know, you get you when you get the pitch from a union, it sounds good maybe to some, Mm -hmm. but they aren't obviously going to ever tell you about the bad, which is you just lost all of your autonomy. Yeah, I I, I've actually been a part of a couple of unions. I was in uh, when I was a, you know, like fairly young teenager. I worked at uh, I worked at Vons. So I joined, you know, you're you're told to join the union. So I did that. Actually, I had someone tell me not to like this, and this is true. So I'm not, you know, bagging the bag. I was literally told uh, by some folks in there, like, "Hey, you're working 
too hard and we need you to slow down. Literally told me that. I've actually had many people tell me that on, on the podcast, even. Yeah. Whenever I talk about unions, I, and these aren't the 85 people. These are people like you who I have on who are like, I've worked union job, man. And I actually have been like scolded for busting my tail. Mm -hmm. I was, yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. It was off-putting. And even as like a teenager, you know, that's not, that was what a bad value to teach you. It wasn't my vibe. I left. I was like, okay, I'm, but a lot of a lot of teenagers might've stuck around and now you're being taught you don't work hard. Yeah. That's not my mindset. My, 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 you know, my dad's like ex-marine, like self-made like entrepreneur. And so like, yeah. So so I have a lot of family that, you know, growing up a lot of, especially my older, you know, my, my grandparents and um, uncles and stuff who, they, they all worked for Ford or Coca-Cola on the plant lines. And I, there's something different about a strike when it happens at like Ford, you know, I mean, back in the day, that actually meant something that they would walk out pumping their fists, you know, the assembly line shut down and, and until it was fixed, they were all stopping, but it wasn't like a bunch of them were like, Hey, we don't want to strike this. These were all people who did want to strike who truly that maybe that's a time where a union example is good. If I did even have one, I just know for the most part, in my view, unions aren't what they're cracked up to be. In fact, usually there's way too many caveats and pitfalls that come with unions that you just don't know about until you're in one. Yeah. I feel like I'd have to like, you know, outside of my short, my short experience, like just really dive in and figure out what, you know, what's, what's happening, what changed from like, cause I've, I've heard that example as well. And like, I like this one, I can actually, this one I can actually resonate with. Okay. Uh, you know, the people weren't getting what they needed and uh, you know, in a tough situation. And, and so like that banding together uh, really helped a lot of people. But then later on, like maybe, maybe, and, and maybe not all unions, like maybe it's wrong. Maybe like we can't bunch all unions into one batch. Like maybe there's no, like, you can't, like everything, can't. like there's like, there's like good actors and bad actors and like just okay actors. I don't know. Just, just different. Maybe it's a big spectrum. So, well, um, I've done a bunch of deep dives on AB5, which would, which does affect you. But right now it's in such limbo in California, even it affects mm-hmm. all the gig companies, but, um, and the pro act and everything. But I did a deep one on AB5. And I did learn that um, I've had a, I've had a couple of the upper tier guests on that I asked. I said, "Listen, AB five was meant, or it's it's ended freelancers, uh, interpreters, musicians. They're now limited to how much they. I mean, everybody got just destroyed by this. But I so AB five was supposed to create jobs, create unions, and I've I've asked the question directly: How many jobs has it created? And obviously, people have to be like. I, you know, I don't know because I, you know, I don't, I'm not privy to all the information I haven't seen, but I don't see much, but I say, how many unions is it created? Zero. It was supposed to create unions. And then when I asked them, you know, how much, well, I mean, has it created any jobs? Most people are like, I don't think so, but I did have two people on who know and had all the details ready. It's created zero. They made a law that what it was supposed to do did nothing. In fact, it destroyed the economy even worse than it was put tons of people out of work who weren't even supposed to be caught in that net. Yeah. Gave carve outs to all kinds of crazy occupations and clearly doctors and lawyers and anesthesiologists, they were at the top of the list, you know, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just, it's just sad to me that 
you know, again, you, we have proof now. We, you saw it. It was a bad call. People voted on Prop 22 to pass it. And nobody wanted to vote yes on 22 because it felt like you were voting with big labor. Mm-hmm. If you were, you know, like, well, this is like a corporate bill for Uber and Lyft and DoorDash. And it's like, yeah, but you're an independent contractor, um, computer uh, consultant. Yeah. So you have to vote yes on that unless you want to become an employee somewhere, bro. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And so a lot of people did vote. And then they find out that now they're contesting Prop 22, saying it went against the California Constitution. And I'm like, how do a, a 500 lawyers not see that this was against the California Constitution before it even went? Yep. I mean, how did either side, how did your 250 lawyers on either side not go, wait a minute, this proposition is worded against the California Constitution? Yeah. I mean, these are big, big corporate lawyers that I, I don't know. It's all so crazy to me. I, I think that what's going to happen is there's going to be a recall to AB5 on the next, on, in the November bill or mm-hmm. vote. And I think that it's going to go away because the Prop 22 didn't do it. But I think a repeal of AB5 would just get repealed. It's killed too many people's businesses. Um, but I mean, it, even that, like, I mean, how, do, how are you guys doing in California? I'm, we're good. I mean, you know, since we're talking about lawyers, you know, like we've, we've, we've had to partner with, with firms to like uh, understand like implications and how to proceed with certain things. And I'm sure uh, have been very helpful. In fact, uh, there, there's, there's one that's uh, very, that, that comes to mind that um, I can, you know, maybe make an intro, introduction uh, to, I think would be a very fascinating disc, like conversation uh, with yourself. So um I'd love that. I'll, I'll, I'll make an introduction and, you know, can even, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pay, for, I'll pay for his time actually, uh, just, just to chat with you. So maybe we can get like an, oh. an hour with him. So, um, I, I think that would be a really, especially with, with, with what you know, and like your thoughts on it, I think being able I to think, talk yeah, I could, I could absolutely bring the people's voice of, you know, all the, all I've now talked to both sides too. That's what I, yeah people give me the respect for i've talked to vina duval who is the lead force of ab5 and was one of the 75 drafters willie solace the gig worker collective all on the pro ab5 side and i've talked to obviously the not the no ab5 side which i'm on but i feel like you know people are like why do you have vina and willie on and stuff and i'm like because how it's it's easy for me to go out and just get people on who agree with me Mm-hmm. that's simple i know enough drivers where i can just go hey do you agree with me on this cool come on the yeah. podcast i don't mm-hmm. like that you know if i'm going to touch into a subject as as big as this one i want to have both sides on yeah and so totally. we've we've done that and now now i feel even more certain than ever about my stance on it awesome and my fear about it going national with proact mm-hmm. you know and i mean i had kim Cavanaugh, who was one of the three people who killed the bill in new jersey there was a copycat bill of ab5 so i mean she's you know she's an author she's she writes for the washington post she's written books um extremely smart and uh you know she was telling me what what, in that episode too and it's you you can listen to that was you she explains how they what they had to do to do this i mean there wasn't just wasn't just letters and stuff it was showing up at things unannounced Mm -hmm. and like forcing themselves to be heard and realizing there was a whole group of community of people that were all in different sectors who were going to be affected by this. So, 
Um, but yeah, I would love that. I mean, I, I always love the opportunity to get to talk to anybody who really has knowledge on it. Too many people don't, and they talk about it. Yep. And that's scary, but, um, well, I'll get, I'll get their, I'll get their, uh, their buy-in and okay for it. And then make an introduction if, if, you know, that'd be awesome if, if, if awesome. they're okay. And then I uh, get that rolling. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, send Savaka a text too. I will. I will so oh, yeah. light a fire under his butt. Cause uh, got, I'm, got, I'm ready. I'm ready, man. I've got like five to do's from this yeah, conversation. My curry, Trust yeah, me. I'm ready to roll out the door right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, so yeah, that. Matt, um, I, so basically that's about it, man. I just really wanted to tell you that, you know, it's been a pleasure working the platform. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, awesome. and after Savak calls me, I'm going to be doing it as a route. <laughs> can't wait. I can't um, wait. But, um, you know, it really has been a pleasure and I still tell everybody, you know, and I'm and like when I have actually been, I was asked the question recently, you know, is it, I was on Hannibal is hungry, a big YouTuber. And he asked me a bunch of questions about a bunch of things, but when he got to Curry, he was like, I know I see you plugging this everywhere and stuff. He goes, is it that much different? We have this whole discussion where I'm like, yeah, it is because it's not even partial things. Everything's up front there. It's here. It is the amount of miles, the pay, the everything's right there. You're not, you're not having to say this part's missing. Nothing's missing. Awesome. You know, That's I mean, the only thing that maybe is that sometimes the, 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 um, and I know we talked about this at the round table and I know your team took notes on this because mm -hmm. Alice was telling me your team analyzed that afterwards, which I think is great. It was, it served as a great tool, but that sometimes the customers who put in the info don't put in anything, mm -hmm. but so people were confused. They're like, I don't know if I could take that one. And I'm like, if it comes to you, you can take it. Cause they already have your car yeah so they know that that whatever the order is is going to fit and they're like i just like it better when it says it i'm like i agree i think you know that should be a forced field yeah that they I put in too. some kind of notes of what you're mm -hmm. picking up but um yep. at the same time you know i've also learned oh and this is a tip if before i forget to do this um for all drivers is when you do pick up a hotshot route call the place immediately mm -hmm. um because from all the drivers i've talked to this it, it takes a minute you're getting paid well, call the place immediately because otherwise I've had some drivers say they get there and it's, it's gone or somebody else took it, but they get there like an hour, hour and a half later. Of mm. course, if the place doesn't hear from you and they're using a service like Curry, they're going to worry. Wait, I just rhymed, <laughs> 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 but you know what I mean? So of course they start moving, but I mean, all it takes is that call and it won't happen. Yep. If you just, yep. if once you get it and you just call and say, Hey, you know, I'm going to be there in an hour and a half because it's not a pickup till then. Just wanted you to know this is my phone number. That's all it takes. And then A, from what I've heard from people, and I find this to be true, the order will be ready then too. You won't have to do any juggling around because now they've heard from you. They have contact. They have a phone number. They feel uh -huh. much more secure about putting the order together, getting it ready for, to go because they know you're coming. So yep. it's just a little bit of responsibility, people. Like just, you know, when you accept one of these rides, they pay good, call the place. It's not a big deal. Awesome. But uh, Matt, um, I really have nothing else to say other than have a great holiday season and uh, you as well. I, and, I, we uh, didn't even get to talk about Thanksgiving, but I, I hope it's a really special time for you. You know, yeah, I think it's I gonna I think it's gonna be a little bit small. You know, yeah. maybe just my son, my mom, and hopefully, you know, get to include my girlfriend and um, maybe her grandma. But her grandma's up in her upper nineties now. 
And so we're a little careful about where grandma goes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You That's know, just sa- just safety reasons, you know, she, grandma still like does the gardening um, mm-hmm. and she's been told not to. And so she she'll yell at people out there like, don't do that, do this. And like, <laughs> and these aren't right. And, you know, she's been doing yeah. it for like 40 years. So she's very <laughs> she knows ex- what she wants. That's exactly who I'd, I'd rather be gardening around. I'm like, just yeah. <laughs> give me some direction here. All right. All right. I know exactly what you need. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I do hope the best of holiday seasons to you. And I. And I know I'll hear from Savak like today since you'll <laughs> exactly. Kaiser. <laughs> but well, uh, thank you for the, for the opportunity and really like guys get signed up for Curry. The, uh, the link's always in my show notes and uh, just get signed up and try it. You know, you saw everybody signs up for all these other apps anyway. Like why shouldn't this be one in your arsenal when it pays the best and is the most transparent? Awesome. That's what I say. You don't cause it's uh, another thing that people don't know. You don't have to have it running all the time. Like other apps. Mm-hmm. You know, I like at first I didn't like that having to leave the always location on, but now I don't care because I don't have to leave the app open. Yeah. So it's like I'd I'd almost rather do that because that way it just I see them come down as soon as they do. I mean, they it's not like being on the app's gonna get it any quicker. So exactly. it's actually one less thing you're actually needing to have open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can so. be notified of stuff that's available. So but Matt, okay. yeah, uh happy Thanksgiving, happy Christmas yeah. or Merry Christmas, happy new year. Yeah, Kwanzaa, you. whatever you celebrate same to you <laughs> hope, hope, hope it's good and you know uh yeah enjoy the time with your family all right yeah and we'll stay in touch and uh and uh yeah have a great day all right everybody all right everybody so that was matt lafferty get on curry people get on it come on it's easy go to my show notes click the link to sign up for curry just do it Put it in put it in your your bag of apps, okay? Because even if you don't do it right now out of the gate, get signed up. Get on the platform so that you are in the mix and ready to do it when you can because or just leave it on in the background. See what happens. You might find yourself very surprised. And that's where I'll leave it. And uh with that, I want to wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving. Um, I hope you um I hope everybody has a wonderful week. And get some downtime. I know I've been going crazy, running rampant, doing interviews, doing the radio show, doing other interviews, doing uh, work, doing this, that, the other. I mean, it's just it's just been nuts. And uh, and I've I've actually brought a little bit of that upon myself though, because I fell a little bit behind in guests um, when I got sick there for a couple weeks, and now I'm all caught up, and I've actually got a little bit of a of an arsenal here, so. Um, of some interviews backed up. So it's pretty good and I'm, I'm feeling good about it. But um, all of the new details, again, December 7th. Um, next week is a week you don't want to miss. The Sergio conversation is something all gig workers should hear. And uh, after that, uh, the de- December 7th, we will be giving away all the, all the, 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 new, the new layout of uberliftdrivers.com, uh, rideshare again the tuesday drops of the regular podcast will not be affected this will be the same thing that it always has just adding a little more spice that's it by doing some live casts so anyway um join us always on rideshare rodeo drops every tuesday and uh, watch for some bonus episodes coming out over the holidays um i'm gonna try and, i'm trying to get some uh some drivers and some other people in the industry 
into the recordings and get some bonus episodes out. So we're just trying to do some fun stuff too. Uh, but that said, go out, have an awesome week. Um, do something fun for Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, small, big, large, you know, it doesn't matter. Just go do something that you're happy with. And, uh, yeah, try and spin some good into this crazy world. And every time I say that, it's a week later and it's a crazier world. So everybody be safe out there. Be good to each other. And we'll see you back here next week on Rodeo. Peace.